Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the last video in our countdown series to the 1st of June 2021 when we are reopening the Arabic in 60 Steps program and I'm absolutely buzzing for it. So what we're doing in this one is something that broke my heart recently actually when I saw this. So I recently marked a student's exam, final exam for the Arabic in 60 Steps program and students need 80% in that exam to pass and a student just passed. The student just passed, okay? But there was a mistake that was made consistently throughout it. And if he had corrected this, then he would have got maybe maybe the highest mark that I've ever given. Maybe would have got high 90s. I've never given 100% in the exam. Well, I haven't yet, but I would. Um, and it broke my heart, really. Um, he passed. You know, alhamdulillah, he passed. Like, it would have been much worse if, if this had been the reason that he failed by one mark or something. He still passed even without it. But the thing that hurt my feelings the most was that it was quite an early step. Like, what, like the, the mistake that came is something that we cover in step 12 of the program. So um, it must have even just been something that the student glossed over or maybe got out of practice with a particular thing or something. But, but here's what it is anyway. So remembering to use a monsoub verb after N. Okay. Remembering to use a monsoub verb after N. What does that mean? Well, what that means is that usually the verb that comes after it will end in a fatha. Okay, so for example, like a present tense verb would usually be, for example, let's use, you know, يسافر, um, uh, right? He travels, يسافر. But if it was after N, it would have to be يسافر. 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 We need to put a fatha on the end because of N, right? That's the rule most of the time. Students slip up on that. Sometimes students, I don't know, they get further down the program. I've mashed up their brain at the end with poetry lessons or something. I don't know. But, um, you know, maybe that's the cause of it, right? It's just been so long ago that maybe the students are out of practice or something from doing, from, from remembering to put a monsoub verb after N. And other words as well. It's not only N, it's also hatta, hence the hadith. La yu'minu ahadukum hatta yuhibba. So after hatta, we don't say yuhibbu. We don't say until he loves. We say hatta yuhibba for until he loves after hatta. So hatta behaves the same as n, and there are there are other words that do as well. Li n, li k, and whatever. Good. Um, so the second thing, okay, that's one part of it. The next thing is remembering it with the five verbs. So we learn the five verbs also in step twelve. So I mean, if 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 this student had. had gone back and revised step 12 they probably would have got 97% or something like that um, you know some of you guys who are a bit more experienced in Arabic you might think like how does a student graduate and nail it in questions on Arabic poetry but not nail this that's the nature of Arabic sometimes like there, there, there have been things that I that I didn't really understand until I'd graduated in my degree that we talked about in like year two or something like that's just Sometimes our brains just accept certain things later or whatever, and it is what it is. But anyway, the five verbs, okay. So the five verbs are verbs that end in a noon, basically. Like if you have an ina, an ani, or an una ending, hence with the enti conjugation, like if we're using the verb yusafiru, it'd be tusafirina in the enti. In the monsoub, we do hadhafun noon, we drop the noon. So what it would be in this case is if we were saying that you travel, but to a woman, hatta tusafiri we wouldn't say tusafirina because we we cut off the noon for the for the five verbs right remembering those as well like that that that, that didn't upset me so much because that can slip the mind of a, of a student right like that can 
Um, in fact, I, I remember doing, doing an essay in my third year of my degree and making that mistake. Like, I, I actually remember it in my head coming to plural verbs using um, the hum conjugation. So saying that they travel. It, it wasn't with the verb travel, but I'm just keeping it consistent for this. So I was like, Yusefiru, Yusefiruna. And I was like, I, I know that I need to make this monsoon because of N. But I was like, there's already a fatah on the end of Yusefiruna. So let's just leave it as Yusefiruna. I remember thinking, like, how does it, how does, you know, what's ilamatul nasbi in this case? Or what's the symbol of it being nasb? being monsub in this case, and I, I just left it as a fetha because if it was the singular, it'd be hatta yusafira, you'd put a fetha on the end. But, um, so I, I remember having done three years of Arabic full-time at degree level and still making, and, and I made that error, I remember in an, exam, in an essay that I wrote from one of my lecturers. So, um, so I can see how that can be done, but um, yeah. Anyways, so those are the those are the issues, right? Remembering a monsub verb after using an specifically. An seems to be more common. Like it's it's so useful. I mean, like especially for you guys who have learned other languages before. Like if you've ever learned French or Spanish, saying things like I want to eat, right? Like you've learned to eat. Obviously, in Spanish is comer, right? So like if you're saying I want to eat quiero comerlo, if you want to eat it, for example, right? You can just use the the infinitive. Like that's the verb you know. That's in the dictionary, and it's the easiest thing to find, and it's so easy to do a structure like that. But in Arabic, if you want to say, I want, you know, one of the ways that we do this, one of the most common ways, is saying, uridu en, you know, in this case it would need to be, usafira, usafira, I want that I travel, I want that I travel. Whereas like with French and Spanish and, you know, other European languages, it's so easy to say to travel. Like, we, we search up the verb in the dictionary as, like, to do it. It's the most available bit of vocab that we have for a verb. But in Arabic, that's not really the case. So um, so it's so useful, but there's there's a little bit of a grammar hurdle for us to get over when we come from, you know, European languages and we come into the, the Arabic world of saying things like that. So that's everything for this video. I hope you're excited for our relaunch of the Arabic in 60 Steps program. As I mentioned at the end of last video, um, but for those of you who didn't um, watch that video, you didn't get to see it, um, on the day when we launch, 1st of June, um, I will probably do a live stream at like 5 p.m. or something like that, UK time. So there will be an opportunity to ask any questions that you have, but I'll also be available in my DMs. So please follow um, my, our Instagram, Arabic in 60 Steps Instagram. We're also on TikTok as well, by the way, Arabic in 60 Steps on TikTok. And um, yeah, anywhere you want to ask questions, even our email, sam at arabicin60steps.com. Any questions at all, I don't want you guys to miss out, inshallah. Come and be part of our big launch. And then also, you know, a big benefit as well is that um, we're also launching um, our course that we've done in collaboration with Amina Sabir from Sabr Arts as well. She's such a talented, mashallah, um, calligraphy artist who's put together an Arabic calligraphy course. Um, that's available for the Arabic in 60 Steps students as well. So that's launching on the same day. So we've got tons of stuff going on, so it's really exciting. So... See you guys then. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.